Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. My name is Scott Jennison. I'm the Acquisitions Manager here at Streamline Property Buyers um, and along with Melinda, I'm happy to bring you this uh, market update for 2022, which will be our last one. Yes, thanks for joining us again. It's Melinda here, um, Director buyer's agent and qualified property investment advisor here at Streamline Property Buyers. This is the last episode for the year. So um, not for the year, sorry. It's the last episode before Christmas. Christmas. Um, so it's it's a delight to bring you our final market update for Brisbane for 2022. Um, and I will just um, say that there will be episodes running all throughout the Christmas period. So um, we're not going to shut down this year. We've pre-recorded some episodes whilst we're not going to be recording them week to week like we normally do. We will be um, providing those episodes for you. So wherever you are, um, you can continue to um, get your weekly dose of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Yeah, so if you're sitting on the beach, relaxing around home, doing the earplugs in, doing the gardening, whatever, whatever it is, whatever you do, um, there's some really good episodes actually. So just a little heads up, a little bit of a sneaky heads up. Um, some really good episodes coming up over the um, the holiday break um, where we've got some guests and we've got some really good episodes. So well worth listening into. Um, and if you do if you do write into us here at the podcast, we'd love to hear what you think as well when we come back from that Christmas break. So um, let's jump into it. The, the last market update for the year, which has been an interesting year. Um, we look back 12 months ago, I suppose, and, and see where we were and where we are now. Um, it has been a very interesting year for the Brisbane property market. Yeah, very different market um, heading into Christmas this year compared to heading into Christmas last year. And if we reflect back just 12 months ago, we saw in November and December 2021, they were the two months where we experienced peak monthly market growth in median values throughout Greater Brisbane. So um, the exact opposite is true here in uh, Brisbane this year. Um, obviously, throughout the latter months of this year, we've seen that median value decline. However, it appears that that's no longer accelerating and we've reached the peak rates of declines, if, if that's the way you're wanting to describe it. Basically, um, you know, month to month, we've seen from October through to the end of November, um, that monthly decline stabilised. So are we at the bottom of the market? Look, uh, there's a lot of people that, that want to predict the bottom or the top of the market. We prefer to focus on fundamentals. And I think, as we've always talked about, um, you can't apply median price trends to every property throughout Brisbane, but it is important that we do track those median property price trends so that we can get an understanding of the sentiment and um, what consumers might be thinking and identify opportunities from there if we're in the market to buy um, and take advantage of some of the um, consumer confidence that's been easing. Yeah, I think a lot of people do always say, you know, is it the top of the market? Is it the bottom of the market? What's the market doing? I think if you look at look, you look at the data and you look at the, the graphs that we do look at and, and follow, um, obviously 12 months ago, you can see that there was a definitely a high peak there and then it did start to come off a little bit same as you said just then same for now we're probably seeing that um that bottom section start to slightly flatten out and come back up a little bit so look that's the information that we do look at um and obviously what we see on the ground and and compare those things as well um is obviously what we put together um which parts of the segments so if we look back at that um obviously there's two sections obviously the housing and the unit segment um, what sort of performed and what changes have we seen? 
look, I like to, to look back rather than just at a couple of months. I like to look back over a period of time. And I think when we look at the most recent bull market, which started really pre-COVID back in 2020, um, we look at Brisbane houses and from the beginning of January 2020 through to the peak in June 2022, Brisbane houses actually grew in value, according to median data, by 42.7%. So that's huge growth in the space of two years or just over two years. And then um, if we look at the unit market across the same period, uh, Brisbane units grew 20.6%. So almost double the performance in growth in the housing sector compared to the unit sector during that bull market. Um, and in fact, this was actually the fastest lift in prices in over two decades that we've seen here in Brisbane. I know a lot of people talked about the fact that the Brisbane market had the fundamentals, but it hadn't actually taken off. Well, that was the time, you know, we, we really did see a very strong bull market um, occur. And um, a lot of people have profited because of that and, and have got strong equity values in their properties. Now, obviously, since the peak, um, we've seen a bit of a shift in the the or a shift in the median values, um, which has been greater in the housing market compared to the unit market. So um, houses in Brisbane have come off nine point six percent from their peak, and units have come off only one point seven percent from their most recent peak. So very different change, a shift in demand, perhaps. And we're going to talk about that more in today's podcast. But again, this is all core logic data, and if we look at the net gain. Because, of course, property does not always grow in value. It's cyclical. Um, and, and this is something that we always teach our clients. Um, but based on CoreLogic data, Brisbane houses have still demonstrated growth of 33.1% since pre-COVID, which is huge price growth over such a short period of time. And Brisbane units have actually grown 28.9% over the same time. That's the net difference between the growth plus the, um, the small amount that they've come off in value since the peak. So, you know, this is this is very strong performance across both segments of the market. Um, and, you know, it, it also demonstrates that when median values do come off, perhaps that's an opportunity to get into the market um, as opposed to, you know, be fearful and sell. Yeah, I think that's what you touched on that last bit is that, I mean, that buying opportunity. I think when you see prices have moved, so much and then dropped off a little bit and, and then as we say we're looking at that sort of bottom sort of area that the, the market is sort of showing now and it seems to have eased off um, and not accelerating um, that's probably is the opportunity for purchasing property as well yeah and we can't underestimate the impact that the eight consecutive months of um, interest rate hikes have had on consumer confidence um, obviously the cash rate has now reached its highest level in over a decade um, and with another the most recent 25 basis points rise earlier this month in December, on the 6th of December, the official cash rate now sits at 3.1%. So it does have a huge impact on buyer sentiment and also on borrowing capacity. So what people could borrow 12 months ago compared to what they can borrow today has been impacted simply because banks are still using serviceability buffers of 3% above the interest rate that's offered. So a lot of people are being tested for serviceability at interest rates of, you know, over 8%. And that's actually a huge stretch compared to what they were being tested um, for only, only a number of months ago. So obviously that does impact on demand, but um, there's other things that impact on demand for property. And, um, you know, I think 
you know, this is where Brisbane stands out and, and separates itself from some other areas around Australia. Yeah, I think the biggest thing on that, and, and we'll touch on that now, is the biggest thing I think we do sort of see, and, and look, you can't blame people, it's beautiful weather up here and it's affordable. I do talk about how, how livable Brisbane is as a city, is the population growth. Um, you know, the amount of people that have relocated up to um, to, to Queensland um, and south, especially southeast Queensland, but you know, the people that are still relocating and still wanting to move up here, um, look, it's that's what's putting a massive amount of pressure on the market as well, is the, they need somewhere to live. Absolutely. So if we look at some data from the Australian Bureau of Statistics, Queensland has experienced the highest rate of population growth compared to all other states and territories over the year to March 2022. So um, that actually is a reflection on more and more people relocating um, to to Queensland, and in fact, a lot of those people um, end up in parts of southeast Queensland. And if we're to quantify some of those figures, it's equivalent to approximately ninety two thousand more people over that twelve month period. So that's the highest level of population growth. Um, into Queensland since 2012. So we've really seen a huge acceleration. And this has occurred at the same time as um, we've seen a slowdown in new building supply. So we haven't seen as many new developments come to fruition. We haven't seen as many new homes built. And, and this is why there's such tight supply and we've still got um, very low volumes of properties available for sale or for rent. Um, obviously, the the corresponding figure that we need to look at is how many people are leaving Queensland. And what's interesting is that departures from Queensland um, actually declined marginally over the last two years. So, you know, whilst we've seen this huge influx in more and more people relocating to Queensland, we've also seen a reduction in the number of people leaving Queensland. And there's been a number of things, you know, perhaps earmarked as, as reasons for this, but um, certainly lifestyle is one of them off the back of COVID, right? Who wouldn't want to live in, in an area where you've got warm weather, good lifestyle, um, and, and there's other driving factors, of course, as well. And that's only interstate migration as well. That's not international migration. Correct. Um, which obviously borders are opening up more and more, um, and we're starting to see that international migration come back in here as well. Um, so, yeah, you can obviously see people not leaving, people are coming to, to Brisbane, affordable lifestyle um, and, and also jobs. Um, there's there's a lot of jobs in that um, that are actually happening up this way. There's, there's people looking for work everywhere. Um, so you can see why there is that pressure on that when it comes to the um, the population growth up here in, um, in Brisbane, in Queensland. Yeah, and I've got some more interesting statistics that I'd like to share today um, from the Australian Bureau of Statistics. Um, 47.8% of interstate migration to Queensland actually came from New South Wales, and a further 27.9% came from Victoria. So, you know, that's that's a huge, huge, um, I guess, influx of people from those two states. Now, there's been some research conducted into what is the driving force. Obviously, we've highlighted lifestyles one, but we also... Um, there's been some documented evidence that affordability has been has been earmarked as as one of the reasons, or it's been described as one of the potential pull factors. Um, and if we look at affordability figures, um, when we look at the latest CoreLogic data, the median house price in Sydney is uh, one million two hundred and forty three thousand dollars or thereabouts. In Melbourne, it's nine hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. So this is house data, um, and yet in Brisbane, it's still only seven hundred and ninety eight 
$1,000. So the premium on a median Sydney house value is $444,500 or thereabouts. And the premium on the median value of a Melbourne house compared to Brisbane is more than $116,000. So affordability has definitely been described as one of the pull factors. And that's that's obviously greater, sort of the greater areas, greater Brisbane, greater Sydney, greater Melbourne. Yeah. Um, so when you look at that, um, yeah, there's a big difference and it shows that affordability side. I touched on earlier jobs. Um, I mean, the opportunities for jobs here, we're seeing so much um, infrastructure that's happening and we talk about that through our podcast with with different infrastructures and what's happening with, with transport and major things. Obviously, Olympics coming up and we are the only uh, city that will be holding that, obviously, in Australia. So, um, you know, that pressure in the amount of jobs, the work, the construction industry, jobs, I mean, there's, there's a lot of work up here for people as well. Absolutely. And if we look at the data in relation to jobs, the annual jobs growth figure for Queensland was 4% in September 2022. And that's well above the 20-year average for our state. That 20-year average is sitting at 2.4%. So um, much stronger jobs growth in Queensland, which has been something that's been lacking until, you know, recent times. So, you know, the other thing perhaps as a a bit of a shift is that work from home um, lifestyle change that came off the back of COVID. So a lot of people were able to relocate. And remember, you know, it's not that difficult for people that only need to be in the office two or three days a week to commute by plane from Brisbane to other capital cities. So they may be choosing lifestyle and um, and doing some more commuting. And that's just anecdotal evidence, but it's also something that has been earmarked as a potential pull factor as to why people are living in a more affordable location, um, choosing a better lifestyle and um, adapting to some work from home conditions. Just just on that, it's interesting when we talk about that that work from home. And I think that that is a that is a very big um, factor in part of it as well. Um, we were recently talking to a client um, that actually comes from Melbourne and we, we were talking about a house that we, we showed them and, you know, it was, a, it was a beautiful house. I think it was a six-bedroom with a pool and, you know, only um, within about sort of four, four-odd kilometres from the CBD. And we said, you know, this is what you can get in sort of Brisbane. Compare that to Melbourne and they said, you just won't. You just don't get that in other, in other cities where you can get such a big house with the pool and the lifestyle so close to the city, so close to public transport, and that's the sort of thing for that, for that price, um, and you can actually get that. And that that is probably that people look at that and go, you know what, I can actually live there. I can set up a home office. I can work from there. I can work remotely. I'm on a train. I'm in the city in 10, 15 minutes, and, you know, or I'm on a plane. I'm in Sydney within an hour. So that that opportunity um, is what a, people, a lot of people um, have gone to and, and lived that sort of lifestyle as well up here in Brisbane. So um, jump into dwelling prices. Let's, let's give everyone an update with, with the actual dwelling prices for uh, the end of month, the month, November. Yeah, look, I'm going to touch first of all on the CoreLogic data, but I'm also going to touch on PropTrack data because there's obviously a number of different data sources that will track property price movements month to month. Now, CoreLogic, dwelling prices, remember, includes both houses and units. CoreLogic reported a decline across Greater Brisbane um, of a further 2% throughout the month of November. So um, this is actually comparable to last month. So there was no further acceleration in that median value change. Um, CoreLogic puts annual uh, growth figures for Brisbane dwellings at 3.3%, so still up on an annual basis um, and the median value for a Brisbane dwelling um, sitting now at $715,130. 
Now, the reason I do want to also talk to the prop track data is that it's actually reporting a much more modest change in Brisbane property values throughout the same period of time. And I have tried to understand why the data is um, is not correlating as well as I'd like it to. Being a research data nerd, I really um, struggle when we've got conflicting data from different um, data sources. But our prop track reported a decline in the median price of Brisbane dwellings of only negative 0.04%. So it's negligible across the month of November. Um, and this data suggests that the annual change in Brisbane prices is being 4.72%. So quite different in terms of the monthly change. Remember, CoreLogic was down 2%. PropTrack suggests it's down 0.04%. So it's very difficult to get to the bottom as to why these, these data houses are reporting such different um, median value changes. And I think that's why it's so important not to rely purely on data, but also to understand by seeing what is selling um, to get a better understanding of, you know, what's really happening on the ground. So if we jump into um, in the, into the housing side of it, um, What's, what's the movement in the houses then on the prices? Yeah, so breaking it down into houses and units and PropTrack don't do this for us, so it's just CoreLogic data now. So um, remember CoreLogic dwellings down 2%. Um, according to their data, their house prices are down negative 2.2% throughout the month of uh, November. And it also puts the annual change for house values being positive 2.2%. Um, the... Median value now for a house in, in Greater Brisbane is $798,552. Now, units are um, much more modest. So when we look at median values for units across the month of November, we saw a change, according to CoreLogic, um, of negative 0.5% in that median value. So the annual change for Brisbane units um, still shows positive growth of 8.9%. So units and townhouses performing much, much stronger than the housing market as a whole. Um, and the median value there sitting at $492,481. So, okay, jumping into the, the rental market. So the investors, obviously, that, um, and we do talk about this rental side of things quite a bit. Um, and we, we've talked about the pressure on the rental market um, up here in, in Brisbane, especially just being very, very, very tight. Um, so obviously the investors looking to rent, rent properties out, um, they'll be interested to see what sort of changes are happening on that. Yeah, what's interesting is when we're reporting median value trends declining um, and in the buy-in price, we're also seeing rents increasing. And what that's doing is it's causing an increase in the gross yield. So the um, income that you can generate as a proportion of the, the total purchase price. So um, in the housing market in Brisbane, the gross yield median value is now sitting at 3.9%. So that's really strong compared to um, the likes of Sydney at 2.8% and um, Melbourne at 2.8% as well. Much, much stronger yields in Brisbane for houses. And then in the unit market in Brisbane, yields are sitting at 5.1% at a median value. So that's a really strong return on investment. And when we compare that to the likes of Sydney at 3.8% for units and Melbourne at 4.1% of units, again, um, significant outperformance in terms of the return on investment. Uh, but that's 
um, partly because vacancy rates are so tight. So across the month um, of November, vacancy rates for Brisbane, as recorded by SQM Research, sitting at 0.8%. So um, we can break that down to certain regions um, and they're all extremely tight. So when we look at the Beanley Corridor, vacancy rates for November 0.6%. The CBD vacancy rate sitting at 1%, East Brisbane 0.9%, the inner Brisbane area also 0.9%. Ipswich, we did see a small uptick uh, throughout the month of November in Ipswich uh, because in October vacancy rates there were 0.7%, but in November that's been reported at 1%. So that was an increase of 0.3% across a month. We'll just watch that to see if that is a trend that um, may continue or if it's just um, an abnormality. Uh, but North Brisbane sitting at 0.6%, South East Brisbane sitting at 1%, Southern Brisbane 0.9% and Western Brisbane 0.8%. So everything across Brisbane extremely tight um, and that's why we're seeing those those increases in rents. Yeah, that's it's still amazing when we do look back at, uh, I think, the CBD and it was 14% mm. at one stage. And now, you know, there's nothing that's, I think one is probably the highest number you went through then. Mm. Um, so it's amazing that how tight that vacancy, the vacancy rates are. And before we touch on the, the, the rent side of things, which is just increasing, continually going up all the time, you know, there's so many people that we that we see and clients that have investment properties and, and they're renting them out before, it's people putting applications on before they even settle. Yeah. So as soon as these properties are actually being thrown online, the agencies are actually coming back to us saying we've, we've had multiple applications on them. And most of the time they're actually offering uh, long rents, possibly paying some up front and offering more than what the asking amount is as well. And we just actually had a client just in the last week, um, not yet settled, not yet even advertised for rent, but um, the property manager that they're working with um, have so many tenants on their books that they didn't even run a tenancy market campaign and they've secured a tenant off market. Yeah. So we're starting to see that happen in areas as well where tenants are going directly to the property managers and registering their interest and, and sourcing properties before they're even listed for rent. So, um, you know, it is a dire situation. And, and to be honest, to be a tenant right now in Brisbane that's relocating, it would be tough um, because not only is there very little stock available or very, very few homes um, available to rent, but also there's so much competition for those properties when they do become available that that's what's pushing the prices up and people really are having to pay a premium just to secure a rental property in Brisbane. And that is simply a function of very low supply and high demand. So if it's pushing prices up, how, how much of a push is it actually doing at the moment? Yeah, well, what's interesting is that the annual change in rents um, in the unit market has now surpassed the, the housing market, according to CoreLogic data. So for Brisbane, we've seen an increase in the rental um, amount charged for units of 14.3% over the last 12 months and for houses, 13.4%. So both extremely strong, well in excess of um, inflation uh, and it's simply because of low supply. And we've talked previously on this podcast about the fact that um, some research done by PIPA, Property Investment Professionals of Australia, indicated that um, a lot of property investors sold investment properties in Queensland over the last two years. Um, and because of that, the supply has actually really 
um, condensed and a lot of those properties were actually purchased by home buyers. So they weren't replaced by being purchased with other investors. So, you know, good time to be an investor in the market because there's that strong upward pressure on rents as well as the, the growth drivers, you know, in the, the next um, 10 years or so. But I think the biggest thing for, for a lot of renters is affordability. You know, I think that we're reaching a point in Brisbane in some areas where rental affordability may start to become a big concern, especially in areas where, you know, people have those lower incomes. Um, obviously, there's affordability indicators and one of them is to assess how much um, of someone's income can be set aside to pay for rent. Um, and in that's generally set at about 30%. If you're spending more than 30% of your income on rent, then potentially you're stretching in, in terms of affordability. That's just one of the indicators that's used. Um, and we do know that you know, there's some sub-markets in Brisbane that are becoming less affordable um, and it's simply because of the incomes in the demographic. And if we look at some recent um, data in relation to the SA4 sub-markets, um, we can see that there's certain regions and, and I've got this information for all regions and I'm not going to go into it today in this podcast, but I'm just highlighting a few um, areas that have changed significantly um, between March 2020, and that's the start of the pandemic, through to September 2022, um, which is the most recent rental data that we have here. So the proportion of incomes required to service new rents um, in some areas has become unaffordable. So when we look at Brisbane East, for example, 35.1% um, of the incomes in those areas is now required to service rents. That's up from 29.3. So that pushes that area into um, a more at-risk area, especially for, for people that are looking at those high rents. Um, most other areas that still remain under that threshold include Brisbane North, Brisbane South, Brisbane West, the Brisbane inner city area. Um, but then we look at, you know, some other regions um, around Greater Brisbane and we can see that the Moreton Bay Northern region um, definitely moved into uh, the unaffordable area where we've got 36.3% of the incomes now required to service rent. Um, Logan and Bow Desert has uh, passed that threshold of 30% as well, um, but most other regions remain under that threshold. So again, for a property investor, these are some of the indicators that are really important for people to understand because, uh, you, you know, rents don't always increase um, in the same way in all areas. Like, you know, we talk about these rental price increases. It's not been consistent across the board. It's very much dependent on the area because when you've got an area where people have higher incomes, of course they can pay more for rent because it's going to remain within their affordability. Um, but if you're buying in an area where people don't have the capacity to pay more in rent, there's going to be a ceiling at some point where you simply won't be able to um, achieve higher rents on those properties. Yeah, that's really important. Interesting information to see that, and, that, and we have that in-house as well where, where we track all that information. Um, and, and as you say, it, eventually people can't afford to pay the rent, so the mm. rents will not continue to increase. It's mm. pretty simple. So um, having a look at that, uh, you know, and looking at long-term investing, you know, we're, we're looking at things at the moment where we're talking about where the market's sitting in prices, um, whether it's sort of hit that bottom and um, whether it is or not. Um, we're looking at the, the vacancy rates, how tight they are, how people are paying more rent. Um, if when you look at property and it's long-term investing, 
um, there is those opportunities, I think, around at the moment to get something, get a good good property in a good location, and I'll keep touching on that location, um, and get a, get a tenant in and, and sit on the property for that long-term investment side of things as well. Um, a bit of a summary, heading into 2023, probably going to see a bit of a tight supply, I think, and yeah. continue that way. Look, we've seen tight supply listing volumes still remain well below below the um, the long-term trend here in Brisbane. What that simply means is there's fewer properties available for sale at the moment compared to what is traditionally the volume of stock that uh, becomes available for sale. Um, and we also still have demand that is higher. We talked about this last month. Demand, that, demand that's higher now than it was in those pre-COVID times. So yes, demand's definitely fallen backward um, compared to 12 months ago, but it's still um, high when we look at historical figures. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, to really see any values fall in Brisbane um, across the board, we, we must see and we need to see um, either a much higher increase in the number of properties that become available um, and a further softening in the demand. And, and neither of which are are things that we expect will happen. Um, I do think that there's been a lot of talk about this um, fixed interest rate cliff and a lot of people are talking about the early months of 2023 where there's potentially been a lot of um, new purchases that have taken out a loan two years ago and fixed that loan on fixed interest rates and they may only be paying, you know, 2%, sometimes less than 2% interest. Now, when those loans um, roll over to variable rate loans, um, obviously the amount of interest that those people will be paying will jump significantly because of the eight interest rate right interest rate rises that we've seen throughout the latter months of uh, 2022. However, again. Um, it's not going to impact all people in the same way. And this is where it's really important to understand the fundamentals around, you know, location selection, because if you're buying in an area where people are on higher incomes, it's going to have less impact on those people than if you're buying in an area where people are on lower incomes. So again, understanding those fundamentals gives you an indication as where some areas may be more impacted than others. And it's something we're going to be keeping a very close eye on um, as we, we go through those months. But certainly in inner city locations, we do not expect to see any, um, any concern whatsoever with the transition period. Perhaps there might be some shakiness in areas that are much further away from the CBD that are much more affordable areas where people potentially don't have the incomes to, to support and pay for much higher interest rates so you know we'll be watching that carefully and reporting back if we do see any change yeah and we're not seeing a lot of any evidence of, of the forced selling side of things as you say um you know people that can afford those houses the, the last thing they'll sell is their house um they will offload other things before they sell their own property so we're not seeing any evidence of that forced selling tight markets um talking to agents out and about recently in the last week or two um, they want a Christmas break. Um, I think they've, the listings are, are quite tight. Quite a lot have actually said to us as well that, look, we've, we've got properties coming up, but we're just going to hold them until next year um, and then bring them onto the market early in the new year. So, um, yeah, hopefully a few few more properties will come to the market. Um, yeah, there's, I think there's good future, as we talked about. Jobs, there's great jobs up, you know, a lot of jobs up here, a lot of work in, in Queensland. Um there's so much happening with infrastructure in southeast Queensland. As I touched on earlier, the Olympics, um, 
transport. There's all those types of things. I think the future still looks great. Um, it's a perfect place to live. Weather, I keep touching on that. Livable, uh, affordable, and, and a beautiful place to live. So look, I, I can't see it changing, and I think people will keep coming to Brisbane. You sound like a broken record when you keep talking about the weather. <laughs> um, look, I think that's pretty much it. We've, we've given a bit of an update, what's happened over the last sort of 12 months and, and what a change it's been. Um, it's going to be nice to have a bit of a Christmas break. I think we're all looking forward to that. Um, as usual, I will let Melinda wrap things up as we do. Don't forget there's some really good episodes coming up over the next month or so. Um, just to keep everyone entertained on their break. I do hope everyone has a really safe Merry Christmas and, and, and enjoy their break um, with family, friends, um, and come back fresh for 2023, as we will. Um, so Merry Christmas, everyone. All the best, and um, we'll talk again soon. Bye for now. Thank you again for joining us on the Brisbane Property Podcast. I hope you all have a very well-deserved break over the Christmas period and enjoy some time with friends and family as you celebrate the festive season. Um, As always, if you do enjoy our episodes, please share with friends and family. We would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes. Um, That helps our podcast to be found by others as well. Until next week, where you will have some um, holiday recordings that we've prepared, um, have a great Christmas. Um, We will be in touch again with some live episodes early in the new year. We hope you enjoy some of our pre-recorded episodes in the meantime, and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature, and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes. And of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.